Hey guys, this is Kurt. And Logan. And we're here to talk about Battle Bards. I thought we were here to talk about how you're a terrible father. Pimping out your son. What? 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 Nothing. <laughs> okay. No, Battle Bards is great fantasy audio. I want to know that. <laughs> what? I want to know that. I am five. What's being five have to do with anything? I'm five. Only things I care about are cartoons, balloons, Star Wars, Candy, Opal Smiles, Dogs, Pokemon, Video Games, Fireflies. Do you even know what those are? Existentialist paintings. How do you even know how to say that? The sound of forts, <laughs> ninjas, and electronics. Okay, that's a lot to process. Farts? Really? Oh, but check this out. Lord Ardok is a wooden fortique symbolo. Bida octo mon farste out with mon kasabu haudon fu chitang gali asparos. Ooh, scary! And this. Ooh, impressive. You can't deny this, though. Noal na o lapireta ikarino ilasa zorge, lapilasa bo lape turbs belas. Okay, that's very cool. Okay, Logan. So, how much would you pay for that awesome audio? Thirteen point two pesos. There's no such thing as point two pesos. Fifteen hundred yen. Five hundred pinks. Republic credits. That's not even real. That's Star Wars, Logan. Well, let me tell you. You go to battlebars.com. You sign up for an account. And not only do you get that premium auto, but you can get a little something from us also. With the $10 and $25 packages, you get one free track with MFGCast1 as your coupon code. Buy a $50 or $100 package and get five free tracks with the code MFGCast2. That's a half of an album for free just for using that coupon code. Could it be any easier? Buy the $150 and $300 packages. Not only do you get most of Battle Bard's fantasy audio, soundscapes, music, sound effects, etc., but you also get 10 free tracks with coupon code MFGCast3. A full album for free for using a coupon code from us. You're welcome. I'll just buy that great audio right now. Wait, but you have to you have to ask your parents permission before you buy. This is the MFG cast. Hey guys, Kurt here. We have a fun guest on today. We're going to be talking about his Kickstarter for Lords of Rock that's going to be on Kickstarter. Well, as of this recording, the next day it's going to be starting, so I'm going to try to get this out as soon as possible to get to get you guys to listen. But we've got the guy with the best name, and I really hope it's real, Dave Killingsworth. Dave, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Kurt, for having me. I appreciate it. Now, is that your real name, or is that something you just made up to sound nope. cool? Yes, my last name my entire life has been Killingsworth. 
trying nice. to learn to spell that as a kid was a nightmare. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I I just I thought maybe you liked uh I thought you liked like uh Sherlock a lot or something like that and you were just No, I had somebody do the research once. It has to do with some English way back in English history, some battlefield somewhere and the name came from that. Oh, well I'll be darned. Good one. <laughs> All right, so we're here to talk about Lords of Rock. Yes. Um a beautiful game, um, an awesome concept. Why don't you tell the people about how... Well, actually, not how about came, how it came about. Why don't you tell us first what it's about? So, The Lords of Rock is conceptually, hey, we've got a bunch of these old pantheons of gods that seem to be fading away. You know, they've lost their followers, they've lost their power, and they're watching the, the Earth, and they're seeing that, man, everybody worships these people who are playing instruments and singing songs, and they can listen to on these little phones that they're carrying around and how we how, you know we need to become relevant again we need to get our power back and so they've decided to have a battle of the band so they're going to become rock gods literally and they're going to perform concerts throughout you know time space and history to gather as many souls of these people as they can so there's a little joking social commentary that we you know we worship people who are musicians and artists and uh, the, these gods gain their souls and after however many number of venues you play like in the base game you play uh, twice around the table which is eight total venues whoever has the most souls rules the universe forever very nice so that now now that i kind of tripped up on my question let's i'll, I'll follow it up with that other question that i had how did you come up with the concept of this game um, standing at a convention and a friend of mine nearby said dogs with jobs, but that's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> you wait, you got that way around. <laughs> yeah. I, I went, Oh, gods with jobs. And then my brain went, Oh, Piers Anthony would did some really cool books about, you know, the incarnations of immortality. And then, and it kind of just spiraled out into this thing. And then I ended up hooking up with an artist that I've used before I said, hey, what would you make Zeus look like if he was a rock god? And he sent me the very first picture we ever did, which was Zeus playing a guitar. And I went, okay, I need 47 more of those. <laughs> That's so, awesome. yeah, he's a, my artist is pretty amazing. I've got him under contract for at least three more games, so I'm not, not a stupid man. Very nice. So what, what are some of the other games that he's done? Um, so when we did Nightmare Forest, which is the one, the Kickstarter we did, uh, we did that, what was it? February of this year. So we, we ran the Kickstarter all of February, and we del- we just delivered all the Kickstarters here in July. So it was, what, that's five months turnaround time, something like that, six months turnaround time. So he did, uh, we had a special, in the collector's edition, there's ten zombie animals in that one. They're called the Zoobies. So they're zoo animals that escaped to the Nightmare Forest, and he did all ten of the, the zoo animals escaping to the forest. Um, before that, if you see our game Dumpster Brawl, which is basically combat rummy, I don't know if you've ever played like rummy with your grandparents or your parents mm-hmm. or something like that, oh, yeah. it's basically combat with, you use combat dice to play rummy. <laughs> you have cards that you're trying to collect sets of, and uh, you do and you mess with each other by rolling dice at each other, so it's kind of a, you're, you're playing an anthropomorphic animal digging through a trash pile collecting trash items, and he did all the characters, all the anime looking animals in that game, and we discovered him when we did our first game called Thrash Car, he did one card in the entire hundred and some odd cards, he did one. And I'm like, I should see if he wants to do some animals for this game. And then we did Nightmare Forest. I'm like, hey, can you do some animals for this game? And then we got the Lords of Rock. And I'm like, can you do all the really fancy gods? And he said, sure. And off we go. He's done. He's already done the cover for a game we're going to do in 2020 called Titan Wars. So we're planning ahead a little bit. 
Nice. And what was his name? I you didn't mention. I just want to give him a uh, shout. Out. His name is Andorra Sidonia. Oh God! He, why does everybody that everybody that's working on your games have like a great name? Jeez. Well, because he picked that name. That's not his real name. That's oh, that's, nice. a, that's his artist name. Oh, there you go. He every picture you see of him, he's wearing a green and white baseball mesh cap, and his name's Andorra Sidonia. But yeah, he's pretty awesome. Very and then cool. actually, Lords of Rock, all the venues were so I don't shortchange her. There's all the venues are done by a local girl here in Dallas named um, Natalie's uh, Latinsky. And I found her at a convention one time and said, "Hey, would you like to help with this?" And then she did all the venues, and she did twenty of the monster, twenty of the monsters for Nightmare Forest. Oh, very nice. So, when coming up with a game like this, you know what 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 kind of, what did you want to accomplish with this game? Do you want it to be? I mean, it sounds like by our conversation, it sounds like quick and easy, something you can just pick up and play with anybody. Is that what you were going for? Yeah, so Solar Flare Games' premise has always kind of been... Thrash Car was a little more sophisticated because it was something I thought of with a friend like eight years ago before we did it. And it was going to be... We wanted something kind of sophisticated, screw your neighbor, and it's a little more sophisticated than the other games. But I realized at one point as a one-man show, my wife does the internet stuff, the webpage and stuff, and I do the rest of this stuff. You know, there's, there's a limit to how much I can do by myself. And what I realized was I like making light, fun games, stuff that takes, you know, less than an hour. You can set up and teach somebody else to play it in five minutes, not three and a half hours. And one of my friends said, hey, just become the king of medium light Ameritrash and just own it. <laughs> so I've decided <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. And so with this one, one of the things was I really wanted something that was at the core. The gods themselves are all very balanced because I didn't want something where you know, classic min-maxer or somebody who's super smart can go, okay, this is the optimal play. This is always the optimal play. And so we built it so that the gods were really pretty, but they're fairly well-balanced. And what it comes down to is how well you manage your set list when you're playing your concerts going to help determine who wins more so than the person who can outfigure you at setup. So that was kind of one of the main premises. I have a guy that I am friends with who's a, who's a math major in college, and he helped me figure out how to get the math to a place where you, it, this, this strategy is more subtle than you would expect. You have to actually play it a few times before you start realizing, hey, when this card comes up, I should sit on it for a little while. If this card comes up, I need to move it really quickly. And it comes down to you, the, the margins for victory are very small, so you have to be very, very cognizant of what you're doing with your set list. Nice. And I love how, with the set list, you've come up with your own uh, play on old uh, songs and put the, put a little twist into it. Yeah, I dated myself with some of those. The fun, the, the, <laughs> no kidding. The fun part is listening to people. Some people break out like Google, trying to figure out what some of them are, because I went obscure with a few just to drive people crazy. Nice. That's awesome. But hey, that's a good, that's a good way to just kind of throw stuff out there and be like, okay... Here's some songs you may you may not know, and then you know see where they go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Sorry, sometimes I get caught in our talks that I forget what I'm <laughs> gonna what I'm gonna ask next. So with with the venues, is it something where each player gets to go to? F- now, did you say four different venues at one time? So the way the way the game is kind of built is everybody gets dealt four venues at the beginning, yes. so so that you can kind of look and see how the other players 
the other players' bands are built. Okay. And then you can look at how yours is built, and and how your band is built does affect. You know, there's a certain way you put your rods together, and you're better off with small and medium venues. Mm-hmm. And then there's another way you do it where you're better off with large and extra large. Well, if you're built for small and medium, and you see the other guys built for extra large, you're going to not want to play an extra large or large because you're going to have a hard time keeping up. Mm-hmm. And so you on your turn you pick one of your four venues to play, and you play it, and you play the concert. And then it goes to each other player around the board. And once you get all the way around, everybody's done one venue. Originally, it was you discarded all the venues and then draw four new ones. But to help pease some of the strategists out there who had played the game, what we let you do is you can discard up to all of the three venues you have left and draw draw up to four to refill your hand. So that if you had something you got in the first draw that you felt you could really play strongly to, you weren't forced to dump it. But you also had the opportunity to draw a few more to see if there was something better. Because there are a few venues that favor your Pantheon if you can get them. Yeah, which makes sense. That's that's a cool little thing to throw in there for strategy. And, and every now I'm just staring at these venue cards, and I'm just trying to think of what they what it reminds me of. It reminds me of another game, but of course <laughs> I can place it. Well, which so is great. what we did when I when I directed the artist is Andorra was told go as hyper realistic as you can, over the top, crazy, awesome. And what I told Natalie was I wanted to I wanted them almost to look like an impressionistic paintings, and she did great. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. You can tell it's, you know, they're both of them are unique in their look, but they're also very, it's very so thematic that mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's very easy to stare at it, <laughs> which I'm doing right now. I'm looking right now. I'm like, oh, this <laughs> looks pretty damn awesome. Uh, okay. Well, it seems like you put a lot into, you know, into a nice little game. So how much is this going to cost us? A thousand dollars? How much? So, so the Kickstarter price is going to be 20 bucks and that includes shipping. Oh, what? Yeah. Nice. For, for USA anyway. For So for the US, if you drop 20 bucks, you'll get it's going to weigh about a pound and a half i think if we hit all the stretch goals the box will be basically stuffed we should be somewhere in the neighborhood of 190 cards 70 little acrylic tokens and the rule book it's it's an eight by five box it's basically built like boss monster from us you know and it's 20 bucks on kickstarter the retail is going to be 25 so it's a great deal on kickstarter and even the international people who get it we subsidize all international shipping by the same amount that we give the americans for free which is a basically a six dollar subsidy so if you're in the uk you can actually get it for 25 bucks nice yeah so yeah either way you're getting you're getting a good game and you're not you're not paying an absorbent amount to get it to you well and there and it's uh what is it it's australia and you eu friendly because we were using a distributor in the united kingdom who will ship all the international wars which is how we're getting the savings we need to to because when we did nightmare forest if you wanted it anywhere outside the u.s it was a six it was a 34 34 dollars for the collector's edition with a 16 dollar shipping charge yeah that's that, that was brutal yeah it was yeah. just brutal yeah, it, it's tough though. It, I can understand why they why they have those kind of things, but it, it's tough at the same time. You know, it's just like us trying to get something for overseas. It's like, yes, I'd love to have that, but if the shipping's you know the same amount as a game if or more, it's it's tough to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. So, what other cool little stretch goals do we have going on here for this game? So, there's there's some we haven't revealed yet, and some that we have. So, what I always do is I, I try to build the best game I can to keep it really affordable. And then, usually, the first two stretch goals are if we fund, I immediately I throw in linen finish on the cards as just kind of a gimme. It's listed as a stretch goal, but it's actually, you know, I like unlocking something when we hit funding. So, it's not like 
yay, we funded. It's like, yay, we funded, and you're going to get Linden finish. And then after that, um, I actually have my spreadsheet up here, some of the stuff we're doing. I live on spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the hope is... Now you're dating yourself again. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, the Nightmare Force, which is out right now, we're, we actually... We're getting ready to ship the balance of what we have left into distribution. So if there's mm-hmm. any game stores listening, uh, reach out to uh, your local distributor and tell them you want Nightmare Forest because it will be in distribution through a company called Impressions. Very nice. Uh, they help small guys like me get out there. But uh, So the first upgrade is to go to a 300 GSM gray, uh, black core. So most of the games we do have... Uh, D- Dumpster Brawl was inadvertently done on uh, a lighter core. Uh, that was just a, a production check box I missed. That's my bad. But mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare Force is on 310 GSM gray core, which makes it really stiff and fairly thick. So they're really durable. Nice. Black core, what it, black core does, when you go from a gray to a black core, um, it has more snap. So when you if you fold the card a little bit, it'll snap back into shape a little better. That's what we like to hear. And it's in the 300 GSM is slightly thinner than the Nightmare Forest cards, which means we can fit a little more cards in the box than we can at 310. So basically, we're going to a black core. Um, and then after that, the first real stretch goal is to have all the have a pantheon of Elder Gods added, which is the Cthulhu pantheon. We uh, we uh, let me see if I can find the spreadsheet for that. Hold on a second. Lords of Rock card data. So you have Cthulhu, who's a lead god, and then you have Nara Lothtep, who's a drummer, who's the other lead god, and then you have Borkrug, uh, Ran Tigoth, Tess Kathaga. I mean, all you know. Uh, Tithchila, you know, she's a vocalist, so Cthulhu's daughter is a vocalist. I'm kind of waiting for my artist to do that. He really likes to draw girls because he's really good at it, and that's <laughs> the daughter of Cthulhu, but she's kind of this green demon, so I'm just dying to wait to see what he tur- how she turns out. <laughs> so, And then after that, um, farther down the road, there's another additional pantheon called uh, the Chinese Pantheon, and you'll get stuff like uh, Li Gong, Zhu Wameng, uh, Ying Long, we already have the art done for it. It's a dragon who's a vo- red, red and gold dragon who's a vocalist. So it's this giant dragon with this little tiny microphone stand. So uh, my one of my things about my games is uh, if you don't laugh at some point playing it, you're playing it wrong. Nice. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to be excited about it once you guys unlock the Cthulhu card with him rocking out on a guitar. I mean, who who's not going to love that? Well, I put the art up for it already, and people, yeah, people went a little bit Bonko, because <laughs> he's play. He's a bass player. Yep. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> and the, the, what would what would he be? I his mean, his strings are made out of anchor chains, and his, the head of his bass is made out of boat ships. So <laughs> we we just nice. we went theme 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 theme. Just feed the theme, and then uh, when we if we do if this does really well, we've got an expansion we're talking about doing next year called Lords of Rock Legends. Oh, nice. And uh, we are going to add uh, the King Arthur Pantheon as a su- southern rock band. <laughs> and, and then nice. the, the then we call it the monster pantheon dracula the bride frankie the mummy werewolf invisible man all the, the them as a pantheon i have a friend of mine who did this i'm hoping this actually works out he's actually he's in the music industry and he knows a bunch of 80s rock bands and we're jokingly trying to get into talks to have come up with 12 guys from the 80s hair bands nice. put them in a pantheon of quote, 80s rock gods who are here to challenge the gods to show them that they're better. So we're hoping, 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 hoping something might come of that, but we'll, we have no way to know for sure yet. At the minimum, you're going to get um, a bunch of new special power cards that, that add to the complexity level, mm-hmm. um, some specialized venues that where the venues triggers, trigger special abilities or penalties or crazy weird effects, and a bunch of set list cards allow you to manipulate more things. So when we do when we do things when I build things like this, the first game I get you is is fun, light, 
quick. I call it a foundation game. Mm-hmm. And then either I release a, a plug-in stand, a plug-in expansion or a standalone expansion that where then you have these check boxes where you're like, okay, it's me and my 20-year-old friends, not my 8-year-old son. Let's mm-hmm. add this, this, and this and make it a little more crazy, a little more uh, challenging. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the way to build a game. You know, Build something everybody can enjoy, and then you add a dial to it where, hey, I want to turn it to 6, but if you're with your friends, you dial it to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the reference. Yeah, I know. I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of our listeners will get that and laugh at it. So that's awesome. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, I don't see how this game can fail. It's already got it's already got thumbs up from Bearded Meeple, Edo, and uh, Maurice Fitzgerald. So I have a feeling you'll do okay. <laughs> did you Did you watch Edo's response to the artwork? Oh no, I didn't. Oh, you got to watch it. There's a point where he's going. This is the greatest merging of theme and art ever, and he's putting the cards in front of the camera. It was really funny because oh, I've never cute. seen him have you know. He's read a lot of our games, and he always he's very right. Where we do light, fun filler games, that's mm. what we are. It took me a long time to not take that phrase personally. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, especially when to your baby, you know, you do you ex- you expect more from when people say something about it, and then yeah. when they don't, you're like, okay. You could say something else about mm-hmm. it, you know, but but that no, that's great to get to get that reaction because if you think about it, how many games he's actually reviewed and played and mm-hmm. made himself, you know, for yeah. that to, for it to get that kind of reaction must you know must really yeah. you know take something. So so that's great. I hope I don't get that way ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty simple like that. I I love lots of games, so it's it's pretty it's pretty hard for me to be disappointed in it. Well, we we so. try very hard to to go with with reviewers and previewers that go. I like everything, so I'm gonna give. Mm-hmm. It, I'm gonna review it based on what it is versus what maybe I would have hoped it would be if I designed it and made it super complex. Because mm-hmm. we've been through that before, you know. The, like Dumpster Brawl is just it's just a simple rummy matching game. You know, I need to make three sets of three cards in my hand out of these trash. Basically, it's pictures of trash, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, you could have done this, could have done that." Yeah, if I'd done that, then the eight to ten year olds couldn't play with their family. So why would yeah. I do that? You know. So, and like you look at something, you know, people love Splendor and that's a light filler game, Mm -hmm. you know, but people don't call it that. So you're, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's that imbalance that you don't quite understand as a, as a, I'm what I'm, I'm a game designer and a producer. So yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and I think some people that play games like that, you know, if they want more complexity to it, you know, you, you see these web, you you see like board game geek and stuff like that, where people add their own flavor to games, you know, it's. To, you know, give that give people that challenge. You know what? You you want this to be a little more complex. You know what? Get you know you've got the base of what the game that I have. Why don't you come up with some cards or whatever to you know to upgrade that? You know, it's a good it's a good good challenge for those people that are wanting a little bit more. Well, and we try and we really try to do that during the Nightmare Forest Kickstarter. In the middle of it, we made a rule change that we had considered at one point. We set it aside, mm-hmm. and enough of my backers reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, we think this would be cool." I'm like, "Well, I've we've tested that; it works. We just didn't think you guys would all like it." And they're like, "No, no, no, put that in there." So we added an optional rule that said, "Here, you can do this too," and they were just like, "Yay, you listen!" <laughs> yeah. Oh, the 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 small things in life that makes us makes us feel special. Yeah, it's like I've I've backed stuff that have less funders than I've had in the past and I can't get anybody to respond to me and that's you know I'm like if I'm going to do this 
and you're a small guy like me, you, you live and die with the fans. And so mm -hmm. if you don't treat them, it's like doing customer service. If I don't, if I don't treat you right, why would you give me money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. You know, that's, we're here for them. That's, you know, they're buying our stuff. So that's, that's what you got to do. So perfect. Well, it's it sounds wonderful. The art looks great. I'm sure it's gonna do well. Again, as of this recording, that it's gonna be August first is when the Kickstarter is going to start. So by the time this releases, it'll already be well on its way to funding, and you should get on get in on it because it's cheap, it's light, and it's gonna be a wonderful game to play. And thank you again, Dave, for coming on to talk about it. No problem. I appreciate the time. Legends of Tabletop Podcast, creating legends. Die at a time.